0: welcome everybody to another edition of suave talk presented by kaiser manufacturing the first episode of 2024 kind of crazy that i'm even saying 2024 it's i don't know time flies So i'm here with my boy kevin kobach kevin how was your off season you had a we had plenty of time there was hardly any racing for what two weeks there
1: yeah well we went from the indoor race a week before christmas and uh uh, well, what, two weeks later, there's racing in uh, New Mexico. Uh, barely two weeks later, uh, Kyle McFan obviously covered that for us. But I start up at East Bay and in, uh, in Volusia, so I, at least I get a little bit of an off season, I'm not being at a racetrack, actually. But we're still writing about them, that's for sure, and, and watching them.
0: Yeah, last week Bobby Pierce took the late model world by storm, uh, winning four straight and going into the finale this past Sunday to go for a hundred thousand dollar bonus. He was just short, getting a flat tire with, you know, less than 10 laps to go. Heartbreak Hotel for Pierce. I think I mentioned on the Dirt Reporters, I was just doing a little math. If he would have won that race and got the bonus, he was on pace to make $3.4 million throughout the year. Like, is this 2024 going to be the year of the Pierce? I think it's, it's, he's going to be tough to beat, I feel like.
1: Oh, for sure. Uh, Yeah, he he got his uh, stride, hit his stride last year, midway through the year when, he went on like one heck of a string of uh of wins and and podium finishes and uh i mean he piled them up like every every race it, it was incredible i mean it topped by what like sweeping the florence uh, uh north south 100 at florence and and then goes on to win the win at world Atlas championship in his first year that's not something that's usually done you don't just pop onto a national tour and, and win a title uh especially at his age he was only 26 turned 27 at the end of the year Oh man, I, yeah, his ceiling is so high. Uh, that's we've what's another thing we talked about on Dirt Reporters that is just man. He he just he's he's so confident in his race car now because he's got a year under his belt with the Longhorn. He's so confident in his driving. I mean, he is aggressive, but he's not getting into all those tangles and scrapes that he. uh that he had like as he, as in these years, uh, you know, it's kind of his growing years. He he's putting those a little more behind him. He's going to get into him sometimes because he's still aggressive, but it's not happening very often now. And uh, and, and but he but he still has that aggressiveness and runs that car as hard as anybody you'll see.
0: Yeah, and from August first to October seventh in twenty three starts, he had eighteen wins. He starts off two thousand twenty four with four wins and six starts. So those stats are starting to compile. We're starting to see see, uh, uh, Pierce maybe starting to take over the dirt late model world. Obviously, there'll be some drivers that might see like, suave, you're crazy on this. But just remember how young he used to be. He used to be running around, a 13-year-old just trying to get his name for himself. And he was running the bottom. Now he can run anywhere. Oh. Most of the tops is bread and butter. But he's starting to come full circle and he can run wherever he wants now.
1: It's crazy to think back to that Prairie Dirt classic uh, that he was like very much in contention to win running the bottom as what was he 16 years old I think that year 11 years Uh, ago yeah I mean and and he was he was there going you know he 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 was the man and the kid in that race I mean he really looked like he was headed to victory and then he had that you know had the controversy about where the you know was the uh the infield tires pushed out to take away his groove but Can you believe that now, like there'd be a controversy of Bobby Pierce, uh, you know, having his groove taken away because the infield tires were moved out? I mean, maybe if the outside wall was moved in, that would be the only thing that would be the difference now because he, uh, you know, but the thing is, I always think about uh, Bobby. Um, You never say him, like hear him say, I wasn't set up to run the bottom. I wasn't set up to run the top. I mean, he seems like he can, he's going to try to make it work no matter where. Ah, uh, the groove goes in a race. That's what's so. That's why he wins so many races when you're able to be kind of that that flexible in in how he races.
0: Yeah, he's incredible. Uh, just going to be 27 years old. One one over one million dollars last season. Picked up his first ever national title. On the other side of things, Hudson O'Neill he wins the Lucas Oil title. Uh, he's like 22, I think, when he won that. So the average age for the champions this year was probably like 24.5. I think roughly my math isn't the greatest, but that's pretty simple math there. But uh, mm-hmm. are we going to have the change? Are we having the change of a guard finally where we're having this new generation slide in and like the guys like T-Max, Jimmy Owens of the worlds are kind of like, you know, still racing, but they're at the latter part of their careers. And we got this new crop of guys, Devin Moran, Tyler, Herb, Brandon Shepard. We have a whole plethora of these young guys starting to take over the sport and hell Ricky Thornton jr. He's only in his low thirties as well.
1: Brandon Overton, you know, is another one. I mean, just turned, he's, he's in his early thirties now too. And uh, um, I mean, Jonathan Daport just turned 40 back in in October. Uh, And and that's a, you know, that's an, that's an older generation now, you know, he ended, he's into the next group, I guess, you know, not in that group that's like around the 50 age, but still, uh, you know, still not in the other, the young, really young group. So yeah, there is a changing uh, of the guard, you could say. I mean, just look at the podiums at so many of these that uh, you know big events, national events now, and and a lot of times it's 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 three guys, you know, either uh, under thirty or just like just above thirty and under. Uh, there's not uh, as many times as you're going to see uh, three veterans up there. Uh, you know uh you know, standing on that podium and that's a and that kind of shows you that things are, are changing I mean it's a it's a different world. Uh, I, I just talked to Marshall Green uh about the when Shane Clanton took over uh, taking over a capital race cars uh uh last you know a couple weeks you know a couple weeks ago now it would be and and Marshall talked about how racing has changed the late model racing world has changed and he said when he was racing you know he's a former dirt track world champion back in 97 uh, the cars, you didn't have to race them as hard as you do now. I mean, they're, they're stuck are in, in like every lap, you could just run that thing as hard as possible. And that's the thing that has to get in all these drivers, these older drivers minds. And, you know, they have to adjust to that. They can't calmly, patiently uh, race all the time. You have to race hard. And, and, and that's these younger guys have basically come up in that, in that like world, you know, that's all they know. And 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 they show it, but man, how hard they race, and they got the physical ability to do it too. They're nice and young and in shape, I guess too. That that probably helps.
0: So, how does it make you feel like you're close to around your age, the forty to you know fifty five range of just guys you've covered for a long time to see them slowly leaving the sport, doing up different things like Shane Clay How Does it just make you feel like just that's how time is? Just that you know you have this new crop coming in. I remember saying on the dirt Porter a few years ago, there really hasn't been too many guys in my lifetime, like leave and retire from the sport. But I feel like we're going to see that, you know, with the Bloomquist, uh, you know, Shane and Bab just turned 50, like it's coming. It's going to be here before, you know, but just as you covering the sport for so long to see a new generation come in, I'm sure it's probably, you know, one of your first times too seeing a new crop of, in a, a class of new mm-hmm. drivers.
1: No. Yeah. I mean, like when I, Especially like if I go back to even like big block modified days when I first started, those drivers that I saw as a kid, they're in the hall of fame now. Some of them have passed away now. Uh, You know, they're a lot of them, most of them aren't racing, you know, like, but there's still a little few, you know, but if they, but they don't race on a full time basis. And then it's the same like I started covering late models that you could say full time. I mean, I did before. A little bit, but full time in 2006, and you know that was like Josh Richards being a, a teenager. You know, Shane Clanton was early into his national touring career. He'd only been racing, you know, on a national tour maybe three, four years, and and now uh, Josh is not even racing anymore, and and uh, and Clanton here, he's really backing off after almost two decades of of, of national touring. and it, it's, uh, yeah, it 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 shows you time flies. I mean, time it's it's quick. Next thing you know, you turn around and and these guys that you were just covering like first times in the in the, um in a race car or on a big big stage. And here they are, you know, winding down. Uh this I mean it's the same with Shannon Shannon's Babs, you know, born in the same year I was in 1973. So I could kind of put him on the same <laughs> same uh time frame as me and and uh, when I first started covering late models in the Midwest, especially in 2000, he was winning all the time. Every time I went to a, a summer nationals race, it seemed like Shannon Babb was winning it, you know. And uh, and now, and also him, like you say, he turned 50, and, and now he's. Uh, I mean, every all these guys are obviously on the on the down end here. They're on the other side. Um, but then you see these younger guys and it's, I mean, it keeps everything fresh. Every sport has it, right? I mean, it happens. Late model racing and dirt track racing, it's able to – those, those careers last longer than they would. I mean, imagine if we were covering basketball or football or, you know, baseball. I mean, our guys, when they get to 40, that's they're, they're probably done by then, you know, 35 even. And uh, so we get to at least experience a longer time frame with these drivers than if we were in some other sport.
0: Well, just think, like, in 2018, looking at the National Series drivers list on both sides, like Eckert, Chubb, uh, Klan, and then, like, you had Don O'Neill, Steve Francis, and a few others, Jimmy Owens, like the, you know, guys that we thought were, you know, in their prime, middle age, getting older mm-hmm. towards the to twilight, then you just have a new batch, which I think it makes it kind of exciting uh, this year for the National Series. Last year, we got to see it on the, you know, the Lucas side a little bit, and the Outlaw side as well, I guess, but just... I don't know. I think it's very exciting for both series to maybe some new guys win a, a national championship.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, spread the spread the uh, you know the, the the adulation, the the money around. You know, you <laughs> um, you gotta have new blood. I mean, the, this the world. You know, the racing, every sport. If they don't have new blood come in mm-hmm. uh, and, and become stars, you know, like I mean, there, it's one thing to just you know have younger guys start racing. But if they don't start winning and becoming stars, then I mean, it's, it's, uh, it just becomes the same thing. I mean, it, it's, uh, everyone's not going to just follow there's younger fans want to follow some fans, that, some, some drivers that are their age. Also, um, they don't just want to follow, uh, all the, 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 you know, the, the veteran guys, I mean, because the veteran guys, they have, uh, you know, the fans that have been around with them for so long and, and they would, uh. Uh, some of this younger, if you want younger fans too, you know, you need some younger crowds for them to kind of have like contemporaries, I guess, you know, like to to feel like what they're uh, you know live their you know age frame. and makes it uh, they have more of a connection. I think uh, everyone will have that. Like every age group will have their connection with some drivers, and it's so it's good to have some uh, some new blood, uh, you know, you know showing out now and, and really uh, kind of taking over the sport
0: we mentioned the Georgia Bulldog, Coconut, Big Dummy a few times on this podcast. Uh, big news from him last week. How do you think old Clayton's going to do uh, being a chassis uh, business owner slash going on the road now with Tony Jackson Jr.? Well, this like kind of, re- you know, new pep in the step for Clayton. I know he's, you're very close with him, just covering him throughout the years. You talked to him a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's that going to be for uh, the Georgia, former Georgia uh, and World 100 winner?
1: Yeah, it'll be it'll be weird. He said some it'll be it'll be a little odd, especially the beginning here when he goes to Speed Weeks and he's not racing in it. And when he goes to big events and he's not racing in them. Um, But he does have a reason to be there. He said, obviously, he's going to be the cap, the face of capital now, uh, really (laughs) trying to push that sport. You know, maybe the coconut of uh, of uh, of capital. And um, maybe we can have a T-shirt, coconut of capital or something. There we you go. Know? I like it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he, he will be involved. He has something to do every time he goes to the track. And I think he's going to, he'll, he'll be a guy that likes doing that too. Cause I know when I talked to him in 2015, after he won that world of outlaws title w- with a capital car, of course, um, that was early in capitals, you know, wor- uh, you know, the, the, the manufacturing of those cars um, and its birth and he talked i i stood there in that in that great wolf lodge uh, room there no, and after the banquet talking to him and and he mentioned he talked. he grew up watching his dad billy you know who, who passed away when he was only 52 years old and billy was a he built race cars you know and, and that's what clanton saw i mean he saw that as a as a kid and he always wanted to do that. And that's kind of why he started out with, with Marshall green in 2010, 11 and then took this now he never was a financial partner in capital until now. And, and he had always said him and Marshall are best friends and, and they always kind of had a little agreement there when Clanton decided that it was time to kind of pull back and, and not, um and not go full-time racing that this would be the thing that he would move into. And so Th- it's not something that he decided overnight about. This is something he's always thought about doing. And I think that's why he'll probably be pretty successful at it.
0: Yeah. and Just at the times we're in, how tough of a task is it going to be to try to, you know, make a splash in the chassis community? Capital's been around, but no denying it, or can't beat around the Bush rocket. And especially Longhorn here in the last three or four years have kind of took it to the next level. It'll, it'll be very interesting to see how Capital and Clayton and you know Marshall Green helping out still. How if they can make that jump and get up to that upper echelon, as well make a good splash in that regional level as well.
1: Yeah, and, and even into the crates. I know uh, Clayton has a said he's really interested in like helping those crate guys too, and and a lot of it is it's it's about being available and and talking to these guys and. Um, and getting them the information that all these customers are going to want. I mean, you know, and you get the bigger you get as, as, you know, as Longhorn and Rocket has, is probably finding out. And, and Rocket's finding out uh, has known for, because they've had so many cars out there. It's it's harder and harder to be able to take care of everybody. I mean, if you have every race car on the, you know, out there and um, just overwhelming number, not just building them for everybody, but just taking care of them. I mean, uh, there, there's how much time does Mark Richards spend on the phone talking to people or, you know, Steve Baker's talking to people now, you know, Arpins with, with Longhorn, uh, that's, there's only so many hours in a day to, to be able to handle everybody that you need to handle. And that's why, I mean, employees are big and, and, and Clanton is a, is a guy that's going to go out there. He, you know, he, he has no problem talking to everybody. I mean, I, some, I think some people look at Clanton sometimes and they'll be like, oh, he's, he's kind of gruff. He's, you know, he, he like, he's, he's, he's going to get in uh, altercations, but he's got, he's got a real fun loving, you know, even if he's angry, you he, he could still, he's he still got a little, you could tell the fun loving part of him, you know, the the good part of of Shane Clanton. Uh, I mean, I think with the anger there just because he has a lot of passion for the sport. And I think he'll really show that as a, as a capital, uh, you know the guy that that's running Capital now day to day with Chad Smith, of course, Austin Smith's father, uh, be helping him out as partner now.
0: Yeah, just ask Tim Crisman if uh, Shane Clan has passion. Uh, we don't get into too many details of that, but it was a uh, there was the some names popping
1: out, right? You know, yes,
0: yeah. So I'm gonna go these next two guys. We're gonna talk about. Both going to year two of their scenarios. I just want to pick your brain of how they're going to do in their sophomore season. Uh, we'll start with Brandon Shepard, just in the Longhorn stuff. How do you think he's going to fare out here in twenty twenty four? Saw him there. At Bado at the end of the week. He'll be at all speed weeks. Randall Edwards is uh, with him at the helmet crew chief. Uh, are we going to see a big time bounce back uh, season for Sheppy. I
1: I kind of feel like that. If I was making some sort of a bet, I'd be putting some good money on shepard to to really make a good bounce back to more of that rocket chassis house car stretch uh you know performance uh maybe he doesn't win 20 25 races over the 30 races and you know more than push a million dollars yet I don't, I don't know maybe not uh he's still only in his second year with longhorn but it, it is he does have that year i mean it was a heck of a that's a heck of a change after all those years of rocket cars to go to a longhorn last year And, uh, and and he didn't have uh, the the crew chief uh, veteran crew chief that he'd always had with Lamarck Richards and, and that whole team too. that whole, you know, and and Danny White and, and Joel Rogers and Austin Hart. I mean, all those guys were so with rocket were just, they just knew their roles. They knew everything. And that thing just worked so well. And, uh, and, and Shepard has to put, Brent had to put that together with his new deal. Now he's the factory team. And I think that, uh, with Randall Edwards in there, kind of calling the shots and just, just overseeing everything, that's going to be a big help for uh, for uh, for Brandon. And I mean, he just has to feel more settled now. He won some big races last year, but he did not have the race to race, you know, consistency that he wants that he's known for. And and I think that one one of those things that was lacking. He just didn't have that that structure that he that he totally needed yet. Got to build that, and, and I think that's going to be much bigger, than, but much better this year.
0: And I know you have to do it to be successful in the sport and be on the top teams, but just seeing Shepard and that team always going out to practice and doing different tracks, like they went to Millbridge, get ready for the Dome. Obviously, that paid off. I just have never seen Sheppy to be the type of just be doing all these practices. I don't know. It's like just this new era of late model racing we're going into right nowadays.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to turn laps, uh, right. You know. You know, if you don't, if you're not going to, uh, most of the time it's always been while well, you're turning laps while you're racing. And now you can, uh, uh, get some more laps in if you have the resources, obviously. I mean, everybody just can't go out there and, and, and use up more laps on their motors by practicing. But if you're able to do that, man, that's going to be a big, uh, big help. Uh, you know, like you can test some things out when you're, uh, uh, instead of using up a race night to do that. So, We'll see how that pays off for him. I mean, it uh, must have paid off. Must have worked pretty well with that Millbridge test because he was pretty good at the yeah. dome, uh, and and he got his win there.
0: And the guy that replaced him in the Rocket one, he's going on year two, his sophomore season. He won the Lucas Championship, won the World 100, had that little law in the summer months. But I I, I think we might have a feeling that they could come out guns a blazing. I know they have a big time change. Going into the season, we can talk about that a little bit than what they're used to here the last you know decade plus. Uh, Hudson O'Neal, how is how, Mark and gang? How are they gonna hold up year two? I know it's gonna be a, maybe a little bit new uh, venture with them with the shocks and stuff, but I think they'll be okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I, I don't have any worries about the uh, Mark Richards led team. Right, I, they're they're gonna know what to do. I mean, he they've been preparing. There's no team that's gonna be better prepared than them that's that's number one. And then now they have a, a second year with Hudson O'Neill. I mean, he just turned twenty three, you know towards the end of the year. and and now he is we saw that. We saw the transformation of him back at um at Speed weeks last year. He the first, you know, for couple weeks of Speed weeks. He just didn't. He couldn't break through, and the people were like, "Oh my God, when is Hudson O'Neill going to win? He he's not going to get it done in the house car." And and then it just clicked one night at East Bay. You know, he he got up on the wheel, and 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 Mark Richard said, "This is how I want you, my race car driver to race. You just burn it to the ground if you have to. You get on that, get on that cushion, run as hard as you can." He realized that, and you could see the difference in uh, in Hudson. I mean, just I mean, just looking at him, he looked like a different guy. Uh, after that, after that first win. And then they just kept coming. They did have that lull in the summer, which again, I mean, that you're going to have that. It, it, it still was his first year with that team, but he had some big wins late. He gets a world 100, gets up on the wheel to do that. And um, I, I think, I think he's in for a big year. I, I mean, I think I made a prediction in one. And what was that? What was we did it in some, was it fast talk or something? I think. And, and I, and I said, I, I think I'm seeing over 25 wins from Hudson O'Neill this year. That, lull that m- midsummer lull that he didn't get those wins he almost had one he, he, he missed one by a yeah. couple like an inch right yeah <laughs> deer creek but i think that is the difference that there, there won't be that lull this year there will be wins in the middle of that season all year long and that's going to put him in that 20 25 30 win range he's that good and man he's only 23 how many years does this kid have
0: uh, I think he's got a whole bunch. He almost had that win at Cedar Lake as well, Kovac. He got yeah, he got close to the end. He was very uh very, very on the cusp of winning a couple big time races and he yep. was in the top five of the PDC as well. So
1: and Dan Pierce got a couple from yeah, him. Yeah, know, Dan right? Pierce, no, I mean, yeah,
0: the 32 and yep. one. No matter who's yep. in that one, they're always uh neck and neck at the big time shows, it seems like. Is this guy flying under the radar a little bit because he wasn't at Vado? He uh, didn't win the Lucas Championship. Is Ricky Thornton Jr. like flying under the radar? Is this just how today's society is with just who's hot at the right time and who's racing? Because, yeah, he made a splash out at the Chili Bowl, but I don't know. I feel like he's kind of, we're not, real, a lot of people are not talking much about him, just like last season. And obviously that, that didn't work out for the competition.
1: Yeah. Well, he was pretty good the last time he was in his late model back at the Dome. He won, right. won one night's. And came pretty darn close. You threw that. See what
0: three weeks studio you, Kovac. You don't race, and then and then people forget about you.
1: That's the way it is now. I mean, you, you're you're out. You racing stops for a few weeks, and it's like, man, how long have we been out already? It's it's like it's crazy how um how there's like that used to be a, a couple months you used to go without a without a race, and and now it's barely anything. And and Ricky's been off here running these open wheel things, you know, right? So uh. uh People uh if they're not watching that stuff, they might have forgot about Ricky for a couple of weeks. But I mean, how do you forget a guy who just won over a million dollars and you know, and 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 he everyone's still probably talking about the ending of this of the land of the of the Lucas Oil season, uh, when he didn't win the championship because of what happened in the Dirt Track World Championship at Eldora and and there's a change in that, obviously now too. It's not gonna be that one, you know, one race for it all now. Um, after they reset the points at the end of the year, there'll be a there'll be more races that you know that that you can have a bad night and and still win the title, um, and so I, I think Ricky will be all right. They have a change in their in their crew. You know, I, they did have a one one thing that they're going to be changing. Uh, you know, Jason Tharp, who was with uh, with uh, Garrett Alberson, he's coming on and replacing Christopher Jaco who uh, left the team uh, you know in December and. Um, And he went over. Now he's with Tony Jackson, Jr. Actually, Uh, he had thought about staying back in his hometown, in his home of uh, Arizona, you know, his native Arizona. But he's going to be with Tony Jackson. And so that's the difference. I mean, that team with Jacob, DJ Williams and Anthony Burroughs, had that was one of the keys to their success. I mean, they were so good together. But I think having one guy who's uh, 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 coming in and has already been uh, out on the road with Garrett Albertson, they should be able to bring them right in and, and, you know. Anthony Burroughs will be like, you know, the Nick Saban, right? You know, with his, with his background at Alabama, there he he'll know how to like coach them up, you know, and bring them into the into the SSI Motorsports way, right? <laughs>
0: uh yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I think I think they'll be they'll be dialed in. Uh, that team works their butt off. Uh, we had them on the. Uh, crew diary last year and you could just tell that, that they just yeah. messed very well so a little bit of changes there but you still got Ricky Thornton Jr. behind the wheel and I feel like you're still going to have the good maintenance of Anthony Burroughs and the he's going to teach them the ways like you said uh who needs more of a bigger bounce back year your boy Tim McCready or my boy Tyler who do you think needs a bigger bounce back year both guys if you would ask him would probably say you know what we need to get more speed in 2024 so who do you think is going to have more speed, and who do you need? Who do you think needs more of that speed, and at their point of their career, who needs to have a bigger bounce back year?
1: Well, I, I kind of would lean over to McCready just because he—that was a two-time, you know, uh, Lucas Oil champion that wasn't able to make the top four in the in the points uh, to to get that top, the big four at Eldora this year. You know, after that last race, I mean that that was. Something you wouldn't probably, I mean, there were many people that had Tim McCready, if I know anybody had Tim McCready out of the top four, um, uh, you know, last year, beginning of the season. I mean, everyone was pretty much thinking, man, this is, this is perfect for him because he'll, he's so consistent, so steady. He'll definitely be in there and then he'll be, and then just see what happens at Eldora but he just was lacking something a little bit all year. I mean, he he was, you know, he's frustrated a few times, you know, that just it just wasn't what he, you know, that that normal like there was, he didn't have any even like there's real sometimes he's always been a study guy, not a huge, you know, he's not rolling off like a huge number of wins. Um uh, but he's always there and he'll have some really big race, big wins, you know, like he would just have some races that he was really really good in and he, and he just kind of was missing that last year and and but I see him come back. I mean, he he's not out out of the um he's not on a downhill trend here or anything because of last year. That was just one of those years, I think. Davenport, Jonathan Davenport had one member a few years ago where he didn't um uh you know didn't set the world on fire. I think he only had five wins when in and what in 2020. He comes back and the next thing you know, and, and right back on top of the game. And and I think McCready, you know, it's a little fresh start too, because he's not in the longhorn house car deal now so he's not at the shop got a different shop i think that'll just you know, bring everything around give everybody a little fresh outlook and um tyler herb yeah, obviously he needs to get going too i mean he he would say that um he was lacking something all year too i mean he had the uh randall edwards had left before the year start, right towards the end of after speed weeks last year and that had to change his uh you know way he was going about everything too so uh, but I, but I, the, the big guy that really needs is mccready i'd say
0: Yeah, and Turbo showed some speed at the Wild West shootout. You know, a lot of top tens, a couple top fives. So hopefully he's trending in the right direction. And then your boy T-Mac, he's starting off at Volusia for the Sunshine Nationals. And we know how good he is down there Mm -hmm. in Florida. So if he can pick up some good wins and continue that snowball effect going into the rest of the season. Uh, Who else should we talk about? Oh, yeah, Speed Weeks. Coming up here in a week and a half, or a week from Mm – or two weeks, so nine days, I think. Yeah, Thursday. Uh, You excited for that? Who's going to be? I guess the first question is, do you think, I don't know. Like, we always say, like, Florida's this different animal. It doesn't matter. It doesn't set the tone for the rest of the year. But I kind of think it does here the last few years that uh, if you do well in Florida, you're going to have a damn good year Uh, the rest of the way. I don't know. I think maybe this year more than any other season that, Speed weeks is going to be more important than 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 it has ever before I feel like
1: oh yeah it's like you don't want to get behind there's so many guys that are like you know trying to say uh that they want to have in, intentions of running series I mean the late the world of outlaws uh, you know I'm putting some uh kind of rosters together and some previews for outlaws and Lucas I mean the outlaws I got 20 drivers that are headed to Volusia. Uh, this weekend planning to to to. Hold. I mean, there ain't going to be that many. All those guys. Wasn't are not there
0: like twenty four last year?
1: 26? There was like more than twenty last year, right? Right. And they still had more than. I mean, the year before they only had They've eight or like, nine yeah, finished the whole so year. You know, good first so year there. It really bounced back, and and you got most of the guys that ran it all last year are almost all back. Um, I mean, other than a Gordy Gundecker who's going to run more regional this year, and and Shane Clanton, of course, who's not uh going to run nationally. Uh, but you got six rookies possible. I mean, you know, Max McLaughlin, Tristan Chamberlain, Dustin Storms and Cody Overden, Parker Martin, possibly Drake Troutman. Um, if things go well, he could go either way. Maybe he goes to the Lucas Oil series. I mean, and, and then even Lucas doesn't have as many. It looks like You I at mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10. I mean, there's a good 12 the 14 guys right there. That, that are looking at the at Lucas Oil, which we don't even and also we don't even know about jonathan davenport and brandon overton i mean that's one reason why speed weeks could be pretty important too uh how did brandon overton and davenport do down there if they struggle for some reason and, and don't really get going in the races they run maybe they just decide to run a you know a pick and choose schedule if they come out of the box really fast man i both of them could well, could really go back to Lucas.
0: Is Overton going to fall for that trap again? Like he's ran well. And then, he you know, he despises points races. He said it multiple yeah. times. Just doesn't fit his style. I, I just can't see him running a series. That's just me personally.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. When I talked to him after he didn't make the top four at, at Pittsburgh last year, that, that's totally, it sounded like he'd never want to run a series again, <laughs> you know. Um, but then a few months later, I, you know, Kyle talked to him at uh at, at the PRI show, or you know, at the banquet at the Lucas Oil banquet and and he sounded like you know i mean maybe he rethought that a little bit we're like hey you know i i i want to show i could do it i mean he, superstar drivers they when, when they don't succeed doing something when you're at that level you, you want to show that you can do it you don't you don't want to like just blow it off and be like ah, i i don't want to do that you want to go back there probably it's probably like inside of him that he would like to I know I can win this if I, if I really put my mind to it and maybe that's what he does. So um, that's, I think we'll, 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 we'll get a good, better glimpse of that. And during speed weeks and, you know, especially, you know, another note on Overton though, Hey, congratulations. Just got married last week too. It was like a
0: six day extraordinary, like extravagant. It
1: seemed like there was all kinds of stuff happening with that. I I kept seeing posts from people about him. Like, when did he actually get married? It was was like a big production. It was
0: like a big production. Good for Heather. She deserved it. Uh, yeah. I'm glad Brandon you know Treated her right on a beautiful uh, Wedding weekend we also had Devin Moraine got married as well wasn't that yes. in, Was that in
1: December as well that was December 1st I remember that it was like one day before Our uh, our anniversary That's what I remembered seeing I thought it was uh, Ours is December 2nd and I thought it was uh, December. He actually did December 1st And then they just went to and then basically they uh, honeymoon. Their honeymoon in, in Australia Basically you know what they didn't Go to Hawaii like Wiley, Wiley did They went to Australia
0: Gosh, both Marines are married. It just seemed like yesterday those uh, along with Tristan and the dad running, trying to run Lucas Oil in 2014 to start off the year. Uh, crazy how times flies. It's crazy yep. uh that we talked about just the passing of the torch, possibly in dirt late model world. Regardless, speed week starts this week at Volusia 1.0 Sunshine Nationals, and then we're gonna kick off some Lucas Oil action. Uh, it's gonna be a fun time, busy season. So keep your browsers locked in at DirtOnDirt.com. Kovac final thought final prediction uh let's see here who's going to be the final four for lucas this year it's a little bit different uh format as well as they're going to take what the final five or six races that count for the championship it ends up
1: being seven right seven. with barring any rainouts, you yeah. know, after you know right down down the stretch there um so man like yeah that that is going to be a that's it. again it'll be a real real competitive uh thing here get we don't know if Jonathan Davenport and Brandon Overton, that throws the monkey wrench into all these predictions. Are they going to do it? They don't have it on their schedule yet, you know? You um, almost have to do it. I, I'm just saying, like, those four
0: or five guys, that were they were pretty much established themselves from, you know, like six through ten in the series. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how you don't run it again. But, I I mean, I get it. It's It's tough. It's a lot of travel up and down the road. You get out of your comfort zone a little bit. But, I mean, I can't see J.D. not running it. Maybe I would lean towards Overton not running a bike. JD's got to do it again. I feel like.
1: Yeah, I mean, if they both do it, Davenport will. I say he makes it again. You know, I mean, he'll make it in there. RTJ, how could he not? Hudson O'Neill, how could he not? I mean, those two guys, and then maybe that fourth spot is was it is it T Mac Moran. Tyler Herb Overton, you know, I mean, that would probably be again. That would be the battle. That would that would probably be the battle. Because I, I I would have to, you have almost have to lock in RTJ Hudson and Davenport. I mean, I can't see rookie Thornton slipping so bad badly that he wouldn't be a top four guy. Uh, so yeah, it's that Overton Davenport situation. That'll that'll be a big thing for that top four about how the uh, how it shakes out.
0: I'll get I'll get Overton dialed in during speed weeks. So I'll convince him to run it again. Uh, so uh, I know that I think last year if he didn't make that B main at Fairbury, he was going to head home in May, and he uh, ended up making it towards the ends that kept them on the uh-huh. series. Obviously, didn't work out for him this year, but he's a great driver. He's a phenomenal driver. Oh yeah, are you hearing with him? Are they? Is there like some like Bloomquist thing they're doing with like McDowell and all them, or is that just like? Just like some sources. Yeah, or, I don't check know. That he out out
1: he's been, uh, he, he's been you know, all these, all these festivities with getting married. It's, you know, I right. uh, don't want to bother him or anything, you know, so I'll have to check in with them, see what's happening there.
0: All right. You figure that out. Uh, anyway, Speed Weeks, this week's Kovac. Uh It's been fun. A lot of storylines as we head into this 2024 mm-hmm. campaign. Uh, it's going to be fun, I think. Hopefully we have more parity than we did last year. And uh, we have some fun at those big time events.
1: Yeah, there there needs to be a little maybe that spread that money around a little bit. It was great, what you know, three guys winning over a million dollars, um, but I think you know, like so, and and, and there's no uh and you can't complain about that you can't say like hey those guys didn't deserve it they shouldn't win that much that'd be like saying some rich guy shouldn't get as much money that you right when 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 they're working hard so um I mean they they earned that they did have they had great years and, and you should be rewarded when you have great years like that um but maybe this time a few a few more guys get Wins get spread around a little bit more. I mean, there weren't quite as many wins to go around last year because of Ricky Thornton and, and uh and Pierce and, and Hudson O'Neill a little bit too. So uh this year maybe we'll get it maybe we'll get a few more guys with more wins. Then every that everybody will be happy.
0: Yeah, we're gonna find out in like 48 hours. Uh who's <laughs> yeah. gonna be the who's gonna be on top of things as so we had to Volusia for Speed Weeks uh 2024. It's gonna be a great season. Kovac, thank you. I appreciate you always hopping on, so I'll talk, and uh can't wait to see you at East Bay. I'm making my return to Tampa.
1: Yeah, for the finale, for the last Speed Weeks. At, Allegedly. Hey, yeah, that's right, if it, if it happens. And maybe it could just be a, you know, a, a KISS final tour that keeps going on and on. Although KISS finally says they're done, but I don't know. We'll see. But, um, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll, hopefully hopefully, maybe we would get a reprieve. But if not, then we get this one and then that big 50000 to win race in October.